You're listening to the Girls in Work podcast, the show that brings you interviews and advice for career women everywhere. This is Girls in Work. Find us at girlsinwork.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Girls in Work podcast. We are coming to the end of season two. So this is really exciting. We're actually in the middle of planning and recording for season three. Who would have thought we'd get here so? I know. Only just setting this up in September. That is crazy. I know. I'm very proud of us. (laughs) We've come a long way. We say this a lot. (laughs) My favourite bit was saying, yeah, we're going to have a break for Christmas and New Year. And then Em saying, yeah, so we're coming back on January the 4th, yeah? (laughs) I do remember that meeting very well because I just remember looking up and seeing your face and you were like wait what but no yeah no I'm very glad we did it's it's been a good season hasn't it at least it's not been as long as RuPaul's Drag Race season 13 because <laughs> man that shit is never ending <laughs> oh god anyway <laughs> Every week, it was the other week when they came into the workroom and was like, oh, there's only eight of us left. Only eight of you. This feels like it's been going on for years. I know. Anyway. (laughs) But yeah, we do have a couple of episodes yet to come and they are very good episodes. So do stick with us till the end of the season. Yeah. Should we get on to this week's episode? We probably should, yeah. um, Bring us back. (laughs) We can do this. Okay, so for this week's episode, we are speaking to Esther, who is a teacher at a London-based school. However, it has been quite the journey for Esther to get to that point. So we hear all about Esther's career highlights, her biggest learnings, including the importance of figuring out your own values and how you might go about that, as well as hearing about what led her to make the decision to completely change careers, something that can take a lot of courage. And we also hear Esther's practical advice for anybody thinking about making a complete career change. So we hope you enjoy this episode. So Esther, you recently started your training to be a teacher and you now teach at a London-based school. However, it's been quite the journey to get to that point. So could you tell us a little bit about what your career journey has been and how it's led to where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. So I studied business management at uni, but I did like a fast track course, which had the placement in the second year but at the same time you were still doing second year of uni, so it's a bit weird. And I basically just found it the hardest thing in the whole world to get an internship and ended up just applying for something I completely didn't even know what it was at um, Warner Brothers. And that just basically then changed everything for me because it was something that I then had done. After uni, I got a job as a commerce planning assistant at a media agency, which is essentially helping clients decide how to split the advertising budget between different media channels. Quite quickly got promoted from that role. I think having done a placement, it was just very easy. It was kind of they were using me as a bit of an intern. So got promoted within the strategy team where I then worked across all of the different accounts that the agency had, trying to help them think a bit more strategically about like their audience and researching their audience to find out more about how they should be spending their advertising money. From then, I um, got a bit frustrated with working for such a big company, I think. I found that there was a lot of like politics going on. I spoke to a few people and they suggested that I should maybe try work for a small company so I applied for a job at a really small social agency which I took a promotion to do as well which was good and then ended up working there as their data and insight manager which was good for me in terms of standing on my own two feet I didn't have any kind of support and kind of had to realize that I could actually do it but the company just was run in a really terrible way and the CEO fell out with everybody fell out with the main clients and we all ended up just getting made redundant like 
on the spot, got one month's notice, had to work it, no payout, so ended up feeling a bit back at square one, but getting a job the same kind of job but at sports sponsorship agency which sent essentially sorts out all of the advertising for sports so like the premier league uh, the champions league things like that but i think i still felt this kind of like misalignment that i felt through my whole career about what i was doing and whether i actually wanted to be doing it so then last year i decided do you know what i'm gonna just start teach training that's a bit of a whistle stop tour what have you kind of always had that thing of like i kind of wanted to be a teacher or was it a bit of a really random decision or was that just something in the back of your mind no it was a really random decision i think like at school i was never interested in being a teacher i think i would have been like that's not for me like i want to go and do a job where i'm so it was quite random but I started thinking about it maybe like six months before and the more I thought about it the more I was mm-hmm. like yeah I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a go. Okay so what has been your career highlight and why? I think when I was thinking about this question I was thinking I don't really know like how to summarize that and I thought maybe I should split it up into like generally what have I enjoyed as being my highlight and I think because I quite quickly got myself into the, a strategy role which worked across all of the different clients that the agency had I've worked across like so many different brands and I've met so many different people mm. and I've had to like learn about loads of different industries which has been really good and I I think that's just been like a general highlight and then in terms of achievement I think just like proving to myself I can do things like going to that small creative agency and although the agency was run terribly like I was doing a really good job everything that I was doing was being received really well and I was bringing in new business like I could kind of see that mm-hmm. I could do it myself so I think and then the same thing with teaching I feel like just kind of proving to myself like going out and doing stuff is just yeah a good highlight and then the other thing I thought of was what am I most proud of and I think being a teacher and like starting that I'm really proud of doing something that I actually want to be do and like see value in yeah no it takes courage to totally switch paths and just be like no do you know what this is something I want to do so I'm just going to go and do it I think it's it's a really brave decision because I suppose if you've never done it before you don't know if you're going to enjoy it or not and I suppose there's like um, a presumption from everyone else that if when you start on one path or you start doing one job that like you're just going to stay in that industry yeah, my friend in at uni, she did this, created this book for a final year project, which was a photography project, and it was called At 21. And she basically interviewed loads of people when talking to them about when they were a child and what they thought they were going to be doing when they were 21. And everyone was like, oh, I'm going to be married, I'm going to own a house, and I'm going to be a lawyer or whatever it might be, which obviously is a ridiculous thing to think that you'd be doing at 21, but thinking how old that seemed. And then asking loads of people what they thought about when they were 21, looking back at it now. And everyone just kind of said the same thing. Like, we think that we should be doing like one set thing and not changing, but like why why are we so like restrictive of ourselves yeah like who decided that (laughs) who decided we should just have like one (laughs) job for the rest Mm -hmm. of our lives okay so just sort of going the opposite way now what would you say has been the most challenging moment you faced in your career and how did you overcome this easily my most challenging moment was starting my teacher training in my first week because the way that I'm doing it I'm essentially a teacher but I'm also a trainee teacher So I had to start my first day just teaching a full classroom of students with absolutely no idea what I was doing. And um, my school is quite a challenging school. The kids were just doing absolutely everything they could to like make me stumble. And I was just thinking, 
I am standing here a piece of prey and I've got like a glass around me that I'm managing to like just keep held up so that that if they keep going any further it's going to smash and I'm just going to break down. So that was definitely the most challenging thing that I've done but I think they say there's something quite a lot on teaching where it's like you have to be like a swan so you seem like you know everything that's going on and actually the students will see you that way even though your legs are like kicking around underwater and so it's like that difference and I think we probably do that quite a lot in life and actually I don't think the students noticed that I was really panicking you just have to deal with the situation that's in front of you (laughs) get on with it (laughs) basically just acts like you know what you're doing but inside you're like oh god (laughs) yeah exactly have the grace of the swan on the outside but be in the inside you're just like trying to swim (laughs) yeah and what so obviously the first few days or weeks were were quite challenging what sort of kept you going just seeing I could actually do it and that like everybody was kind of struggling and in teaching everything and I think in actually quite a lot of work life everything you can't predict all the variables you just have to kind of accept what's going on around you and be like okay this is happening and make a really quick decision about what you're going to do next and when you kind of realize that they're not going terribly wrong Mm -hmm. and like nothing's turned into a complete disaster then you get more comfortable in just making those decisions I think in my old job if there was a problem you'd all like have a meeting about it and come up with a solution but when you're stood in a classroom you've got 30 students Mm -hmm. that have asked you a question that you haven't even thought about before and you just have to answer it immediately then you just have to kind of learn to do that so I think seeing everything didn't just tumble down but also remembering that everything else I've done and just kind of trusting myself Mm. there's that saying isn't there like you can't control what happens to you but you can control how you react to it and how you respond to it and I think that's probably a prime example okay so across your career what would you say has been your biggest learning um so I think to trust myself do you guys ever listen to the guilty feminist podcast Deborah Francis White who hosts it she said something once on something that I listened to where she's like we all just need to trust ourselves more and sometimes when someone asks her a question she'll just start answering it without really knowing where she's going to go because she's like learned to trust her brain that she'll be able to finish the sentence and I think I've done so many different things now kind of working my way got a few jobs which are like new roles which I've kind of just like explored and landed in and I think all of those decisions whether or not they, I could have done something better or not have happened because I've been able to trust myself and I think we worry about that a lot and actually it doesn't really matter like everything will kind of work itself out and then my other learning which I don't know if is a bit bad advice but everybody's making it up and I just think we get so we get so worried all the time like am I gonna get the right answer well who's gonna know because no one else has been putting a situation and they would have just made up something a bit different yeah we are all just winging it through life yeah and I I remember thinking when I first started my first job and I remember in the first couple of months being sat there and thinking do you know what I can't wait to know what I'm doing and eight nine years into my career and I still don't know what I'm doing <laughs> it's like <laughs> does that feeling ever come and I don't think it does yeah there's so many ridiculous situations like if you've been in like a pitch and a client's asked for something and the agency is like yeah well, yeah we totally have those capabilities even though they probably don't even know what the client's talking about or like I remember once I was in a meeting meeting and it was like getting quite technical and one of our digital clients mm. said a word that none of us knew what it meant and then the digital guy in my agency like said the word back and answered the question and then afterwards he came out and he was like does anyone know what that means and I was like you used it how did you use the word and you don't know what it means like literally 
literally everybody's making it up and I don't think we should like worry about feeling like I don't know I think as women we think even more so we're not ready or we need to check everything with somebody else or yeah. and actually maybe they'll say something different but that's just because they've made up something different and that's not because your idea was bad no I think I've said this on the podcast before but my boss says something to me quite a lot and it's and he always says you can only make the decision based on what you've got in front of you so whether that's mm-hmm. your own experiences or your own knowledge or what somebody else has said if you don't have anything else to go on then whatever decision you make or whatever you say in that moment is the right decision or the right thing to say because what else can you yeah, do yeah exactly and I also like I'm an advocate of saying I don't know I'll check it out and come back to you and then giving a really good answer which yeah. I think people don't do enough in the corporate world and that was probably one of my big frustrations is like listening yeah. to some saying something which I just yeah. knew that they didn't know the answer to and I was like why can't, can't we just say we don't know I don't know I'm gonna come back to you do the research and give yeah. you a really thorough answer to this so that you're satisfied in the end rather than just listening to someone making something up <laughs> I had it in a meeting the other day actually and somebody asked me a quite a direct question and it wasn't in an aggressive way but it was quite it was quite an aggressive <laughs> question to be fair and I had to just sit there and I just had to go that's not for me to answer like I'm literally you're trying to get me to answer this question and he kept repeating it and I was like John this isn't for me to answer I am not the person to make this decision and I literally had to just fight back with him and say I'm not going to sit here and answer this question because a I don't have the information and b <laughs> about 10 times above my pay grade and see I don't want to sit here and give you an answer that you might then go off and use and tell somebody else and be like oh Sophie said this I'm not putting my name to something I don't know exactly yeah exactly we should, everyone should be more like that mm-hmm. <laughs> to be fair it was like a Friday afternoon and I just had enough and I was just like I just want to get off this call <laughs> okay so Esther obviously making the decision to completely change careers including taking a pay cut is not an easy decision so what gave you the courage to make that step and secondly what advice would you give to other people who might be considering a complete career change so I think like the first thing which is probably just a bit boring is being in a stable enough position to do so I think particularly because I was taking a pay cut I like saved up and thought about it and actually worked out like feasibly is this the right time to do it and it was quite an easy decision for me in terms of I'm 26 I don't have any like dependence on me I can take a pay cut and then and then go back up to where I am without having it having any harm to me so I think that's a bit of a boring answer but firstly I think it's quite a good thing to think about is just like practically is this the right time to be taking like a gamble and for me it really was to a more interesting answer I think we spend so much time at work we just you can't do something you don't get value from and that you're not connected with and doesn't fit with you personally that was some that I really struck with me like the whole time in my career I was like I'm not enjoying what I'm doing I'm working on brands that I don't like I actually don't even want these campaigns to do well because I don't want people to buy the products that I'm advertising and like living with that is not actually that enjoyable so I think just understanding like doing a job that you get value from and if you think you're going to why not take the risk first part of your answer I think you said it wasn't very exciting but I think it's such an important point and I did exactly the same when I made a career change I because you don't know what you're going to get next you've got absolutely no idea what's going to what's around the corner if you're thinking of like making that jump um so I did exactly the same mm-hmm. and had like made sure I had enough behind me to kind of get me through a significant period of time yeah exactly but also going from like a career change I think like quite a lot of people at my job when I quit were like what if you don't like it or asking me questions like that and I was like well then I'm absolutely fine because I'll just go and get a job as like a social mm-hmm 
from insight manager or a data and insight manager that I've been doing I know that I can do that so yeah if you've already got that experience behind you you like mm-hmm. nobody's going to be able to take that experience away from you so like you say if you do find something else you think I don't like this either you can go back to what you were doing before if that's what you want to do or you can try something else okay so how did you go about figuring out what you value in a career and realising what it is that you are passionate about? Generally I'm quite reflective and I think that's really important and like checking yourself like am I happy right now? What's bringing me joy? What do I not like? And I think that made it quite clear that throughout my whole career what's motivating me is people. So what I enjoyed about my old job was I was doing a lot about researching about people, finding out why people make those decisions so that then you can attach it to a a brand, Mm -hmm. get the brand in the right moment. But it was the people bit that I was interested. I I wasn't really bothered about trying to sell them something and then thinking about when I've done like a lot of mentoring at work how much I enjoyed that and having someone where I could talk to them about like their career and giving them career Mm -hmm. advice so I think there's like lots of different things which just from like reflecting on yourself all the time kind of helped me realize what I wanted to do but also a bit of a practical one is I can't do a desk job and I don't know who I'm trying to kid Friday afternoon I'm like running around poking absolutely everyone like who can I distract and will listen to me just get rid of some energy for like half an hour before I go and find someone else I don't want to work in a desk job I don't know why I was trying to do it and I think that was a really big thing for me it's like actually practically where do I want to be spending my time do I want to be looking at a screen no I want to be talking to people and like Mm -hmm. engaging with people and so I think that was like quite a big thing which is quite obvious but I think took me a bit of a while Mm -hmm. to realize because I just always seen myself and my future working in an office you know what it's something I think about quite a lot because I struggle being in a desk job because I'm the same you just get I get fidgety and I'm like I want to go and do something but yeah and I think also we're all just kind of muddling our way through like I don't have I don't have very much pressure on myself like if I decide that I don't want to do teaching which at the moment feels like a really good decision that's fine like I think we all think we should know what we want to do but like how do you how do you know that we're all limited to the experiences that we have and that we've seen and like what our parents do and what our friends do and that's kind of guiding us so I'm just meddling my way through with teaching as well and it feels like a good decision now but I'm not gonna be mad at myself if I, if I want to change and do something different yeah like you said it's all trial and error isn't it and knowing what you don't want can be just as powerful as knowing what you do because like you say yes, there's so many different opportunities out there and I remember being in school and I left education at 18 the careers tutor in my college was like oh yeah so these are all the jobs you can do and it was like all the quote-unquote traditional ones a lawyer or a doctor or this or that and I was like surely there's got to be more out there but you don't know what's out there until you try it and you know, like you say if you get somewhere and you don't like it you go okay tick that off and move on to the next thing you know you don't want to do that anymore so don't do that anymore and try something else and I think we put far too much pressure on ourselves and I think society puts a lot of pressure on us when we're young to know what you want to do yeah exactly and it's the same you said so about in like meetings where every decision you make is the right one that also applies to us and what we do I think when I moved from like the big agency where I was doing well and I like was getting a bit of a name in the company and a few people said to me they were like just wait a bit longer something good is gonna happen now and I was like no I'm gonna go work at a small agency like I think some people still could question that decision but like how much did I learn from it so much so that was the right decision I had with the information that I had yeah exactly it's like not putting too much pressure on your decisions always being the right ones because that's the whole point right we've got to try lots of different things to figure out what it is that we love doing and if you end up just putting so much pressure on one decision it's just it's probably going to end badly anyway so you may as well just try it and embrace it and like you said just go with it and muddle your way through we've probably covered a little bit of this already to be honest but 
If you could summarise, what do you love about teaching? Firstly, education is power. I think, particularly the children I teach from the backgrounds that they're from, teaching them is so important for their lives and I feel it's quite an emotional job because you can see that all the time, that every, that every lesson that you're teaching them is so important to them and trying to get them to realise that. I feel really good about what I'm doing and also I think because we all make decisions on what we've seen and so my mum's a teacher and my dad is a bus driver I'm thinking, oh, should I be a teacher? Should I be a bus driver? What other jobs have I seen? I've seen a nurse. My family friend works in an office. Maybe I should do that. That's kind of how we grow up as children, trying to think about it. Actually, business studies in school is such a nice time to try and broaden children's horizons at an earlier age. And that's something that I really actively try and do is with every lesson I teach, I'm like, oh, so we've just done a risk assessment. Actually, you could get a job as a risk assessor. Like, did you enjoy doing that? Did you enjoy doing the risk assessment? What did you not like about it? And they'll be like, oh, no, that bit was a bit boring. I'm like, okay, like, that's good that you've thought about that. The same thing with like a marketing assistant, if we make a marketing plan, just trying to make trying to get them to see all of the options that they have out there and all of the possibilities that they can do in a situation where they're potentially already disadvantaged from society from being able to I think is something that I really enjoy about teaching yeah I guess (laughs) this is why girls in work was born (laughs) because there isn't that support there yeah exactly and as children you can't do that without someone showing you because you just haven't lived enough you've not seen enough okay so if you could give any advice to your younger self what would it be So I was thinking about this question and I think it's quite a tricky one because like we've kind of talked about, I don't really have that many regrets because I feel like any decisions that someone could see as like a bad one has helped me. So I wouldn't give myself anything that's like, oh, do this slightly different. I think just like enjoy yourself, work hard. I think I could have worked harder when I was like at school and things like that. But then I think also maybe something which would have been good is getting a mentor when I first started working because I think there's so many things like pay for example I just didn't know how to even confront and they deliberately make it really obscure so you don't know how you're supposed to do it but I think actual practical questions like that a mentor would have been really helpful. We learnt this at uni when we go into work men's confidence increases and like generally women's confidence decreases and I think I really felt that which I didn't think I would because I feel like I'm a very confident person and I don't know I've always like through school was like keeping up with the boys in that kind of situation and I think that's that would have been helpful to have like spoken to someone about that and I think the reasons are is because of those conversations about like job progression and pay and things like that which they're deliberately obscure and so having someone Mm -hmm. to kind of guide you through that would have probably been quite helpful as well like it's really interesting what you just said that about confidence because I've never heard anybody say that before I didn't realize it was an actual factual statistic but I have experienced that firsthand and I would say my confidence myself dramatically increased when I started work going from like an 18 year old school girl who wouldn't say be to a goose to then having to go into an actual office I was forced to have to like get a bit more confident but then at the same time because we would we joined in like an intake of graduates and school leavers and we were all kind of joined together and joined with some of the guys that joined I was like holy shit like they had so much more confidence than than I did and then there were certain situations in work where they would speak up and I was like oh no 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 Mm -mm. I'm not speaking in this meeting no why no (laughs) 
but they would just like go and answer these questions and go back to what we were saying before they would they were 100 winging it i know they were winging it <laughs> but they had the confidence to wing it and so they got noticed by the managers and they got like the better clients and they got invited to like these networking events and i just sat there in the corner going i don't like this and then the more I sat there going, I don't like this, the worse I got. And I completely... Yeah, I had it with, like, my best friend, who's a guy who, like, I grew up with. We did the same course at uni. Like, we've done a lot of things together. When we started work, we were talking, and he was like, it's just amazing, isn't it? It's so fun. And he was taking real enjoyment about the, like, political things that gave me so much stress because he was like it's like a game and I was like it's yeah. not a fun game like it's a game which has been made by men no. for men yeah <laughs> we've said it before a lot like people I used to work with like you have to play the game and I I used to always sit there and think what if I don't want to play the game like why like you why does it have to be a game why can it not just be on merit and who's doing the best work <laughs> yeah if only so that's when I think it comes down to like your managers especially if you're literally just starting out of your career like it's up to the manager to kind of bring that out of you you're not expected to just suddenly get into this work situation and know exactly what you're doing because especially at that age at 18 you're still trying to figure out yourself and I think the danger of going into I don't know any sort of industry and office environment is that you get so caught up thinking like you have to fit in and be like everybody else that you lose your authentic self and that's something you want to keep hold of I definitely agree with the idea of getting a mentor and just having that practical advice to support you for those first couple of years but it's just there needs to be more done I think at the very early stages yeah 100% I wish someone had prepared me for going into the world of work but also that's our opportunity now to change and that's what's great as in these workplaces that a lot of us have had these mm-hmm. challenges in have been built however 50 years ago or ever by people with completely different views of the world and actually now like we're all females that yeah. have had the no other females having really successful yeah. careers we can make those changes and I think that's a good thing okay so you're probably already aware of the formats of our interviews Esther um, but I always like to end with a quick summary of everything that we've spoken about so we touched on this quite a lot in the interview but this idea that you just need to trust yourself more and believe in your own knowledge and try remember that every decision you make was the right one at the time and then try remember that we're all just winging it so we naturally always feel like we're not ready for things but it's it's important to kind of step back and remember that we're not expected to know everything and a lot of people around us are all in exactly the same position so don't let that fear kind of put you off and also if you're unsure about something it's much better to go back review it and then provide a thorough answer that you're confident with so try and remember that if ever in a a work situation and then you touched on some really practical advice for those thinking about a a potential career change so I think the first one is obviously a really important one but just ensuring you're in a very stable position to do so so plan ahead and just work out if it's feasible to do at the time and then just think about roles you will get value from so literally just writing down and reflecting and thinking about what you feel connected with and what fits you as a person what do you like about your current role and then what does that ideal role look like in the future I think that's really important to do that and then we went on to a bit about figuring out your values and I think this is really important and we talk about it a lot but it's remembering to regularly reflect on things because we're so used to having a yearly review and just touching on it once every couple of months but actually it's really important to think about what brings you joy what do you like about your current role what don't you like what can you change and just be more proactive with that and then think about where do you actually want to invest your time and then again touching on what we said earlier but not putting too much pressure on your decisions and kind of trusting that they are the right ones at that moment and then again you mentioned about all decisions you've made even the bad ones will have helped you so just enjoy yourself 
And do you know what? Everyone always says that in every episode when we ask the question of what advice would you give to your younger self? It's always just have fun, just enjoy it. So I think that's just really important to mention again because it gets brought up quite a lot. And then finally, just some really practical advice, especially for those who are very early on in their career, but it's just get, get a mentor as early as possible just so they can be there to answer any practical career questions that we're not taught and help you navigate those first couple of years of your career. Nice. That was a good summary. Actually, something just came to my head when you were saying that and it's just one final thing which I think is quite good that I've learned from teaching is everyone's supposed to call themselves a reflective practitioner and with teaching you'll never be like a perfect teacher there's always more that you can learn and you can always do things better so you're encouraged after like every lesson to think about what went well where does something like not go so well why was that where does something go well why was that and all those different things and I think that's just quite a nice thing to think about actually Mm -hmm. why is that restricted to teaching like we should all be reflective practitioners and that will probably help us with our jobs but also with knowing Mm -hmm. what we want from our jobs yeah yeah definitely it's so easy isn't it to get caught up in the whirlwind of life that we forget sometimes just to take a minute which can be so important and literally (laughs) life-changing yeah (laughs) fabulous well thank you so much Esther what a great way to end it nice thanks So that is it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to hit the subscribe button now so that you never miss a show. If you have any career-based questions, quandaries or predicaments that you'd like us to answer, you can drop us an email at hello at girlsinwork.com. So we'll see you next time for another episode of the Girls in Work podcast.